COVID has given people pause. Maybe they lost their job. And maybe they started thinking about their future in a different way. And what we've seen is that more people who have had a, had a sense that maybe they have a calling into vocational ministry, that they've come forward and they've actually said, this is the time. And I think it may be that pause that happened during COVID that allowed them to come to that conclusion. And so really... We're hitting record numbers, and there's no doubt that our online numbers are increasing year over year. Hi, and welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. As many of you know, Asbury Theological Seminary has a campus right here in Memphis, and it has this incredible history that we've talked about on the show before because of COVID turned our world upside down in the way we do things. And education is one of those things, as many as you know, that's been challenged because of COVID and classroom has been challenged. But we have an opportunity to visit with Mark Vermillion, Director of Global Learning at Asbury Seminary, and he joins us today on Mid-South Viewpoint. Mark, how are you doing? I'm doing great and really appreciate you allowing me to be on the program. I appreciate all that you guys are doing. It's, It's great to be a part of what you're doing as well. Before coming to Asbury Seminary, you served on faculty at three Christian universities, Indiana Wesleyan University, Taylor University, and Lee University. You've had a track record in higher education. I have, and much of that background was in classroom teaching. I loved classroom teaching. There's so much about it that's very relational. Uh, where you kind of get the full effect of a passionate lecture moment and all of those kinds of things. So when online learning started becoming a thing that was getting more and more popular, I, I was actually one of those that didn't come along quickly. But I started seeing the power of online learning, and I started seeing that if, if you do it in the right way, it can actually be as impactful and, and it can accomplish all those things that I loved about classroom teaching. Your title as Director of Global Learning probably didn't even exist 10 years ago, 8 years ago, or maybe even 5 years ago. As you look at positions and titles, we're learning to be fluid and, and adapt and to change with these times. So, Director of Global Learning, what's the day-to-day like? What's your responsibility? Yeah, at one time, we called a position Director of Distributed Learning. Really, at that time, as we were adjusting to an online delivery system for education, what we were looking at is how to take all of the things that we did as a residential campus and apply those same services to online students. And what we quickly found is that online students are very different. Their needs are very different. How they approach education is very different. Most of them, for instance, have families. Many are working full-time, and some are even volunteering at their churches in addition to all of that. And so their approach to education is very different. What we've done under this title of global learning is we started looking at global learning. It's like we have a global campus, and this global campus is very different than a residential campus in a number of ways. But one of those ways is that the students 
who are taking courses are in very different situations. So rather than just taking the things that we do for residential students and somehow trying to do all we can to adapt that to online, is, is that we're totally changing some of the things that we do for online students because it's like apples and oranges and the two, you know, don't always compare well. And so really what we have done, you know, you said the last five years, what we've done in the last five years really is make online education something that is truly focused on online students and their unique differences from residential students. Mark, as an educational institution, what are some obstacles that need to be cleared when developing online learning platforms? Well, I think the thing that's important for an institution like Asbury Seminary is that we want to make sure that our online platform and our online courses are delivering not just the same quality of education, but they're carrying the same values that we've had for nearly 100 years. Asbury Seminary was founded in 1923, almost 100 years ago. We've been serving and preparing men and women for ministry as pastors and counselors, authors, nonprofit ministry leaders, all kinds of other ministry positions. We've been doing that for over 100 years. And and what has been true for 100 years has been some values that we can't lose in our online courses. A couple of those values would include spiritual formation. So it's not just about a great education. It really is about your life um, as a student being continually molded and developed and growing to become more like Christ and really to allow the Holy Spirit to lead you into all things. You know, one of the things I've heard about seminary education is that somehow it takes the life out of the Christian life, and that is not at all true. I, you know, I can, I can speak for Asbury. Um, you know, that spiritual formation, that vitality of the life of walking in His Spirit day to day, those are critical parts of what we want to be about. And so our online education has to have a robust, spiritual formation component. And the other thing is that we believe, even though it's an online delivery system, that community and relationships are still critical. And so what we're trying to do is do more with the technology to leverage relationships your spirit and your relationships with other students and even professors. Well, that's one of the things I wanted to ask you about, because as you mentioned, there's these various backgrounds that people come from with online learning, trying to do their jobs, raise their families, and all the different dynamics that go along into life, maybe taking care of aging loved ones. But part of that just deals with life. And in dealing with life, you have stress and you have emotions and you often need people around you to encourage you. How do you make the online learning, as you talk about being personal, to touch the hearts of people? Because it can be a little non-personal, you know, if you will, when you talk about a screen compared to having somebody put an arm on your shoulder, pray with you, to talk to you up close. Well, let me just give you a, a couple of examples. You know, from the faculty standpoint, can you imagine how it looks different if a faculty member, and we have a couple who do this, 
in the first week of the class, they set face-to-face Zoom meetings with all of their students in the first week or two, depending on how large the class is. And they spend, you know, 20 to 30 minutes with them, getting to know them, getting to know about their lives. So that as the semester continues, they have a context for all the comments that they're making in discussion posts and some of the other online aspects of their education. So that's just one example of, of how we can make it relational. Relational, And there are a lot of other examples of that, too. But I think outside the classroom, we have a couple of things. And one of those is we have an online pastor who is available to students um, who are going through crises of different kinds, whether it's a family crisis, a real tough point in their lives. We've got a pastor who's there for them. And at our extension site, that's the other piece of all of this. We do these hybrid classes at extension sites where half the course is online, half of it is in the classroom. And it's that time in the classroom that we can really connect with students at a deeper level provide support. And you know what happens? They get to know each other and they become a support system for each other so that they're connecting in between classes and they're starting to really see themselves as each other's support team. I like the balance there. That's a great idea. Mark, statistically speaking, how has online learning increased or decreased at Asbury since the spread of COVID-19? Coming into last fall, you know, educational institutions were really nervous about what enrollment was going to look like. You know, it was one of those things where, you know, we really expected that people would not be thinking about education. You know, COVID has so affected every part of life. But but what happened is uh, last coming into last fall, Asbury Seminary hit its record enrollment number. That's for 100 years we hit wow. our record enrollment number during the time of COVID. Now, that's not been the norm. We may be one of two seminaries who grew this year over last year. But here's what I think is happening. Number one, online does allow more students to think about education. And I think w- what's been happening is COVID has given people pause. Maybe they lost their job, and maybe they started thinking about their future in a different way. And what we've seen is that more people who have had a sense that maybe they have a calling into vocational ministry, that they've come forward, and they've actually said, this is the time. And I think it may be that pause that happened during COVID that allowed them to come to that conclusion. And so really, we're hitting record numbers. And there's no doubt that our online numbers are increasing year over year. At this point, we have about a third of our students are online, but we expect that to increase significantly in terms of the percentage of students over the next few years. Many people begin to explore seminary education because they're feeling called to ministry. When we talk about who is called into ministry, we're guided by a principle called the priesthood of all believers. What does that mean? What is the priesthood of all believers? 
Well, the priest of all believers simply means that God calls every Christian, every single one, has been given a calling from God to serve and to exercise the gifts that God has placed in them for the glory of God and the building up of the church. If you are a baptized believer in Jesus Christ, you have a job to do in his kingdom. Some are called to make ministry their vocation, to be trained and equipped for specific roles in ministry. That's one of the great steps of discernment that many people who are exploring their call wrestle with, wondering if they have a call to vocational ministry and the possibility of just what that might look like. Following a calling means being led by the one who has called you. And he who has begun this good gift in you will be faithful as you seek to follow it all the way to its completion. Asbury Theological Seminary is in Memphis. Pursue theological education without uprooting your life. Along with our Master of Divinity, we have degrees in ministry, leadership, church planting, and more. Check out Asbury Seminary by scheduling a virtual or in-person visit at asbury.to slash visit. Sign up today online at asbury.to slash visit. That's asbury.to slash visit. Or by calling 844-GO-TO-ATS. That's 844-G-O-T-O-A-T-S. Mark, are you encouraged or concerned about the future of the church in light of, you know, as you look at the world around us, you see, even in the United States, you know, you see so much social unrest and you see a lot of division. Where do you see the church moving forward in light of all these cultural changes and pandemics and things that we're living through right now and preparing the future leaders for the church and the next generation? Well, you know, I think we can look at this time as something that is really hard and difficult for the church, and it is. There is that side of it. But I think we can also look at this as an opportunity moment, because this is a chance for the church to step up and lead. This is a chance for not only churches, but but Christians in general to step up and be part of the solutions. And, you know, people are looking for solutions right now. People are looking for answers right now. The church, you know, has this opportunity to say, you know, we have a sense of what the future can be like, um, but we have to be willing to look to one greater than ourselves for the answers. If the church understands the questions, right, it has the answers. It's just a matter of knowing the questions that our culture is asking and being able to step up and apply what Scripture has to say about living life, even in difficult times. We have to be willing to hear from a God who created all of this, a God who is not phased by this, a God who has given us his word to instruct us through times like this. And so we see this as being a pivotal moment for the church, which we also see as a pivotal moment for seminaries, because this is a time for us to help equip more and more men and women to be salt and light in our culture at a time when it's desperately needed. Oh, what a great word, Mark. And it made me think of the Wesleyan history. The Wesley brothers 
taking that ship from England and coming to Georgia to minister in a different culture of Indians. They had cultural things to deal with that were totally opposite where they were accustomed from, you know. But that's what we're called to do as believers. You know, it really is. And I'll tell you one of the things that um, we've been seeing more. Um, Certainly, we have um, students who are sensing this call to be a part of, um, you know, that movement in our generation. But we're also getting more and more applications from students who just want to be rooted in God's Word because they have a sense that if they're not rooted in His Word, they're going to get tossed around by our culture's different viewpoints on all different kinds of things. And they want to be better equipped to be Bible teachers in their churches. So in other words, a lot of our students now are not just vocational um, leaders. We're seeing more and more lay people who are wanting to be better equipped to have impact in their world and to really be an important part of the discipleship ministry in their own local churches where they can lead Bible studies and have more to draw on through uh, a seminary education. Believe it or not, we're seeing that as being the growing edge of what's happening as far as trends in seminary education. Well, you've served on the faculty of three Christian universities, as I stated at the opening of the show, and now have this position at Asbury. What are some things about Asbury that stand out to you about the way it operates? Well, you know, I I think one is just having the deepest of respect for our faculty. You know, um, these are are men and women who have really written the books on on so many um, of the subjects that we're, we're dealing with right now as a church. You know, they've written commentaries. They're certainly Bible scholars of the highest form, but these are also men and women who love their students. And, and that's the thing that I think I'm most excited about, about is I see how they connect with their students relationally, how they're not just doing classroom teaching, but they're mentoring students life on life. And I think the other thing that kind of goes along with that is, at Asbury is we have a, a whole spiritual formation um, area that focuses on assuring that our our students, our graduates, are coming out as men and women who are deeply committed to Jesus Christ, not just to ministry, but they're men and women of faith who have vibrant spiritual lives themselves, which is what they then pass on to others. You know, that's one of the things I really appreciate about Asbury Seminary is, yes, it's great scholarship, but on the other side of it, it's relational and it's connected deeply to our students. I love that, Mark. Well, Asbury, as I mentioned, opened a campus location right here in Memphis. Are students attending classes now? Yeah, they are. And, you know, it's probably going to be next fall before we're back to more of a, you know, a normal type of uh, classroom educational offering. But what we do at the Memphis site is we offer hybrid courses. And in a hybrid course, you know, you, you take 
part of that course online, and then you come to that Memphis extension site for three days of the course, three intense days where you're with other students, where you're with our faculty members. And again, these are our full-time faculty. A lot of other online programs rely a lot on adjunct faculty, but these are primarily our full-time faculty teaching in Memphis. And it gives them a chance to come for three days and to develop relationships, to learn in the context of other learners, to be parts of rich discussions where you take the content of the course and you apply it to what we're going through today. And you have those deep discussions. And then while they're on site, we can have things like chapel services. We have something we call the, the community table where we'll serve meals to our students throughout the semester. And while we're gathered around the meal table, we'll have our local alumni come in and share with our current students. We'll let them share with one another their concerns, their ministry passions, all of those things around a community table. And so the extension site there in Memphis really allows us to not only teach, but to bring people together as we're teaching them. And what we're finding is that especially there's this dynamic in Memphis that is very multi-ethnic. They're from diverse denominations, and we're finding that there's this very rich community springing up. Yes, I agree with you on that totally. Well, are the same degrees offered here in Memphis and the campus as they are at Asbury's main campus? Yeah, so what we do is we offer courses that support different degrees. We offer courses that really support our Master of Divinity, which it's really the biggest graduate degree program at any seminary. And it's very robust, and we offer a lot of those courses there at Memphis. Some of those students would need to take online as well. But we also offer um, Master of Arts degrees in leadership. That's a very popular one in Memphis, in ministry, in spiritual formation. And we have a new 39-hour degree in Bible and theology So we've got multiple degrees that we support there in Memphis, and then they'll take the the remainder of their courses online and or go to our other campuses as well. Mark, I understand that Asbury has these experience days on the campus for potential students. How do these work, and is this a good way to learn more about the school? It's a great way to learn more about Asbury Seminary. The thing is, we know that a lot of people are in a, you know, a discernment process where they're trying to determine, is is seminary the right next step for me? And there are probably many of them are thinking of it in terms of a larger sense of calling. So what we want to do through these experience Asbury days is maybe enter into that process with them. It's a non-threatening, you know, non-committal type of way to just find out if this is the right next step for you. So they will actually be able to spend time with our site coordinator there in Memphis, our enrollment advisors. 
And to find out more about what our different programs look like, which program is right for them, um, you know, what our courses look like in Memphis, what online courses, a little bit more about those, a chance to learn about the application process and financial aid and all of the other practical steps of, you know, beginning uh, their coursework. And we have two kinds of experience Asbury Days. Um, one is a virtual day, which is on May 13th. And we have a live experience Asbury Day where they'll actually come to our, our campus there in Memphis on July 24th. So May 13th is the virtual time where they will zoom in uh, July 24th is an, an actual on-site visit um, that they can take as well, and they can do both if they want to. Mark Vermillion, Director of Global Learning at Asbury Seminary. God bless you, my brother. Thank you for what you are doing for Christ's kingdom through the work of Asbury and the long history of this institution for the glory of God, training men and women for the gospel ministry. And thanks so much for being our guest today on Mid-South Viewpoint. Now, if somebody wants to get more information, can you give us a website or a number to call? Yeah, especially if they're interested in a visit or, or just talking to someone about our programs. They can call 901-207-5232. That's 901 207 5232. Another number that may be a little easier to remember is 844-GO-TO-ATS. That's 844-GO-TO-ATS, or they can visit our, um, our, our website and go to admissions and find all the information that they need for uh, an experience Asbury Day. And they can find out more about our programs as well. And what is that website, Mark? It's asburyseminary.edu. A-F-B-U-R-Y, asburyseminary.edu. All right. Mark Vermillion, thank you, my friend, for stopping by and letting us know about the wonderful opportunities at Asbury Theological Seminary. Great to be with you. Thanks for having me. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening to today's Mid-South Viewpoint. We like to say it's a place where minds and hearts connect for the ultimate reality of life. Did you know that Mid-South Viewpoint has been a feature on this station for 35 years now? Let us know what you think. Email me, Byron Tyler. I serve as the program director. The address, btyler at botradionetwork.com. Hey, I can't wait for you to hear our guest on the next Mid-South Viewpoint.